This is Wrestling is for Girls, a podcast for everyone. Also, the official podcast of the Cody Crybabies. I am Jillian, and I am here with my wonderful co-host, Abigail. And this week, we will do our usual speakings about SmackDown and Raw. And we will also bring to you our Elimination Chamber picks, which, as usual, are extremely well-researched, backed by science, founded on really secure statistical Mm -hmm. principles and logic. Um, And we missed last week. Sorry, we were felled by various obstacles in our lives. I was sick. Were you sick? I mean, I just generally have a lot of mental health problems, so there's a good (laughs) chance that somewhere I was sick. I can't remember. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um, how you doing over there, Abigail? Or should I say nugget consumer slash inserter? I just... I just want to note that as the official podcast of Cody Crybabies, um, this podcast is recorded entirely on the toilet while looking <laughs> at Twitter and eating chicken nuggets and putting them in orifices. So, yeah, that's where we're yeah, emanating from later. tonight, the toilet. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Are you ready to jump into SmackDown? I don't know if I've ever been more ready in my life. And I know I say that every week, but I mean it. Uh, well, this week we are treated to the arrival of The Rock in a really expensive truck. I, that truck had to have cost so much money and very pointy shoes. He's a stylish man. He likes his aesthetics and he likes his trucks. Did you notice the shoes? I didn't notice the shoes. I am not speaking to The Rock right now, so I didn't check out his <laughs> shoes. Well, they were really pointy. And then my spouse was like, maybe they're cowboy boots. But like, I can't. <laughs> I cared I so that. little that we didn't like go back to look. So mm. who knows? Mystery. First match of the evening. A lot of um, Elimination Chamber qualifiers in this episode of SmackDown. So the first one we have is KO versus Dominic Mysterio. In which Wade calls Dom a master of the dark art of skullduggery. <laughs> <laughs> Someone is on his third Harry Potter reread of the year, (laughs) and it's February. I would like to give a a really quick plug to a really great book series that I love. Um, It's the Skullduggery Pleasant book series by Derek Landy. He's an Irish writer. It's very great. If you like Harry Potter, this is a lot more fun. Okay. Good rec. And a lot less uh, transphobic. So, in the midst of this match... Our boy, R-Truth, shows up, which is just always a really great experience. But, of course, that's laden with a lot of fear because now the Judgment Day is very mean to him. Um, So mean. As per usual, Truth is not 100% there, and he keeps calling K.O. Miz. (laughs) This is one of his less understandable confusions to me. Um, Mm -hmm. It's the spiky hair, I guess. I guess maybe, or maybe he is acknowledging what we all know that most white men look exactly alike. That's true. That's true. They're all Kevin's to me. (laughs) Um, There's an important point of the match where Dominic's trying to get um, Truth to cheat for him and hand him a chair. And he's like lying to him, right? He's like, no, you're in the judgment day. It's okay. Just hand me a chair. Poor our Truth. What does he do? So, A, that was unconscionable. Dom, I expect better of you, having suffered in the carceral system. (laughs) But I was so proud of Truth when he's like, I'll get you a chair, and then I'll sit my ass down on it. I know. That was a wonderful moment. He's done. He's done falling for it. So proud of him. Like, he knows they're trash now. Like, he may still love them. He may still have love in his heart, but he knows. He knows now. They really are bad people. Ultimately, KO wins, which is, you know, uh, evidence of a just universe. Do you think it's because uh, he pulled out the three amigos or what Corey called the three friendly Canadians? (laughs) Obviously, it would be called the the three Mounties. Oh, yeah, probably, right? Yes. Three maple leaves. That would work, too. Three A's. I don't know what you call three it. Three Timbits. Um, 
Or you could just call it the um, hat trick. You could. Because Canada likes hockey. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, let's move forward to Drew McIntyre talking backstage with Kayla. The height difference Mm -hmm. between these two is hilarious. Truly ridiculous. Like, I wonder if she's standing on something because she is really small and he is really gigantic. And I just wonder if they try to like, because I remember, was it X-Files? They had to put like Jillian Anderson on like a little milk crate sometimes because she was so much shorter than David Duchovny and to try to get them in the same shot was really hard. Yeah. I wonder if like, if he sat and she stood on his knee, if that would put them at approximately (laughs) the same height. She's like Tom Thumb. <laughs> Thumbelina. Um, so he needs to win, right? He says he needs mm-hmm. to win. Um, this is really important. It looked to me like he was like, he wasn't oily looking, but he looked kind of shimmery as if he had some sort of shimmer lotion on. Mm. I, I want that to be the case. I want that to be the case. He's got one of those like tubs of like, glitter gel from claire's it serves no purpose other than getting glitter all over your face oh god i forgot about that stuff yeah it's good stuff i think i used some of that in college that's amazing it would always have a name like summer blueberry or vanilla breeze but it really just smelled like expired hand sanitizer oh god yeah it's bad good old claire's uh la knight shows up and gets in his face and then they get all sassy with each other and and referees have to come in and separate them because referees are always like they're like the first on the scene for everything they are the emts of wrestling fights (laughs) they really are (laughs) so uh we'll see drew again throughout all of wrestling um and after this we see roman arrive in a really disturbing way he's got like this really horrifying i won't say rictus smile but a very creepy smile and i really love that he calls jimmy big jim big jim okay he's gonna be big jim to me until the day i die (laughs) big jim this was like you know it's probably the last day at the compound because the cult leader is really happy mm-hmm. it's got like the communication from space and or god whoever talks yeah. to him yeah let's just if they're wearing reeboks let's mm. let's just keep an eye on their shoes mm. godspeed gentlemen <laughs> <He's safe. laughs> um Okay, so after this, we have another qualifying match between Zelina Vega and Tiffany Stratton, which I found out was supposed to be uh, Shotzi and Tiffany Stratton, but poor Shotzi has torn her ACL. So Shotzi, I hope you get well soon and you are back better than ever. Feel better, buddy. That's rough. It is rough. That's really sad. A lot of knee injuries going on, like lots of people like i feel like spinal fusions and knee injuries are like the like injury surgeries du jour as of late i think that probably what my grandmother would have said about this is true that if you weren't jumping around on everything all the time none of this would be happening (laughs) she had a point but i only appreciate it now well i was looking it up because i was like man when you know at one point we see ivar in the night i was like what happened to Eric? Like, he's been gone forever. So I looked him up. He was having spinal fusion surgery. I think Braun Strowman had it. Randy had it. I think Big E probably had it. Like, holy crap. It seems like, and I am not a doctor, that you're not supposed to have your spine fused. And I think if my spine had to be fused, I would probably not want to do the things that required that fusion going. So these people are very brave. It's so stressful. I was reading about what they do and I was just like, nope, 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 nope. No, thank you. Um, so kind of in between introducing Tiffany and before Zelina comes out, there's a couple of segments. Uh, we see Logan Pooh 
wandering around backstage and i swear to you at first like his whatever jacket he was wearing it wasn't his dumb like maverick jacket but it was like a jacket that was kind of his skin color at first i thought it was one of those you know those like hilarious muscle suits that you can like yes yes that's what i thought he was wearing that's amazing which would have been hilarious (laughs) i think it was notable like he looked a lot less strung out this week like sort of like present but he had like an entire youtube comment section with him when he arrived i assume these guys are like his entourage or something that's gross i don't I don't know. I don't get entourages. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> How do you get an entourage? You get a lot of money. I'm never and apparently act like you. a dickhead. I don't. And I don't wear flesh colored jackets. Lots of people want to follow you around when you have a lot of money and you're famous. That's fair. A lot of yes people. Mm. Uh, back when I had a lot of money and was famous, my entourage was huge. Wow. Thank God it's that's weird. over. I didn't know you then, I guess, because I'd like to think that I'd be in your entourage. If... I was a child star. It ended oh. abruptly. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I remember you from the Play-Doh commercials. Exactly. We also see Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate hyping up their future win. Um, they said some, I think they were trying to make up a new title for their tag team. And mm. like, I misheard I know I didn't hear the right thing. And of course, like the good journalist I am, I didn't go back and listen again. I swear Tyler said new catch Republic. Uh, he said something about catch something or other because they're, they are trying to like brand them. I don't think it's for their tag team. I think it's like a rebrand of British strong style, probably because of two reasons. One, they want to sell t-shirts that say it. And two, they want to riff on the Blackpool Combat Club and AEW and like have their own oh. thing. Okay. Not that I think they're regularly looking to AEW for ideas, but okay, that's my guess is it's those two things. Okay. Well, Dominic comes along to sass them. So that kind of As puts them under their fun. So during the match, uh, we, we are, tr- we are treated to a spot of seeing, um, Legato del Fantasma in the crowd. So um, I'm sure that will go well, obviously. Always, Um, always. Always, right? Shenanigans ensue. Tiffany wins. So she's now in the elimination chamber. I was worried for her the entire match because her bra was not staying up very well. And she looked mighty uncomfortable. I think Tiffany has been suckered by the scam that so many women in this country are suckered by. And Victoria's Secrets has to answer for this. You can absolutely not just keep increasing your band size with a too small cup size and have any kind of success. That is a lie that women are being told to sell them flimsy bras that don't fit. Tiffany, you deserve more. I also literally think and like figuratively wrestling and lingerie has got to be uncomfortable anyway. And like, yeah, it's not meant to be wrestled in. I think that's the other thing. It's not well, meant not sports. that kind of wrestling, not like acrobatics of that level no no so anyway uh after this we see our man aj styles brooding <laughs> backstage like God. allison chain's eponymous man in the box i think i heard him like rocking back and forth and humming it yes um he gets a he gets um a little bit sassed by carl carl's had enough Carl's tired of his moody bullshit, like, which Mm -hmm. I get, right? Like, I had a brother growing up, and he was, like, a moody butthole, and so I totally get Carl's point of view here. I stand by what I said last week, that AJ is, like, the good kid gone bad in the after-school special. (laughs) And Carl is the friend who is done. He's tired of pleading with him to come back to youth group and embrace Mm -hmm. Christ and let go of Satan. Yeah, But Misha's not going to let that happen. That's why she's a real one. <laughs> Carl's moved into like tough love territory. He's trying anyway. He's like, me- being nice didn't work. So now I'm just going to say like, F you. Got a scrap. Uh, we're treated to a delight. Not long after this, mm. which we'll see a couple times during the night, which is the obvious delivery 
of Mahi Mahi to the dressing room by catering. It's back on the menu, baby. It was incredible. I think I did see like lobster or something though. There was lobster. Um, <laughs> I labeled the section of my notes, the bloodline receives seafood. <laughs> and I screamed when I saw it. I was so excited. I was like, we're back. We're better than ever. Fish is back on the menu. So exciting. Big Jim's going to get his mahi mahi. Solo's Solo and his thumb are going to eat. It's going to be great. Well, and I don't want to spoil anything, but it seems like some high quality oceanic protein really made a performance difference this week for the bloodline. Yeah. I mean, Most when you can eat good food, it does good things for your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When it's not full of mercury. That's right. No more canned tuna. <laughs> um, after this, we have another qualifying match. Logan Pooh versus our boy Miz. Um, I had this thought that like every time Logan Paul sticks out his tongue, I want someone to like run by and smear poop on it. Just like a quick drive, like run by smearing, <laughs> like put the fucking tongue in your mouth. So that's what we call an intrusive thought. Yeah. <laughs> it's extrusive. It needs to be shared with the world. Well, that tongue is certainly extrusive. So I'm so sick of seeing it. Do you know what I am so sick of seeing? Every time he has a match, fucking Jeff is there with the brass nuts. It's like, Jeff, don't you have a family or a job? Or like, I don't know anything else to do with your life. Get out of here, Jeff. He's just in the montage. Um, Tired of Jeff. And, you know, this time, like, Miz was like, no way, man. This isn't happening Mm. with these brass knuckles. But Pooh wins anyway. That's, that's the power of Logan Paul. I mean, he influenced a victory. <laughs> he really did. Ugh. I just, ugh, I don't know. I really, this one for me could have gone either way. Like, I really didn't know who the plan was to win. Like, KO and Dominic, yeah, like, okay, it's going to be KO. But, like, this one I was like, oh, maybe it could be Miz, because there's a little while there they were giving Miz a thing. I really want Miz to have another great run. I do, too. And I really dislike Logan Paul, so my heart wanted something very different than we got here. Yeah, I. Ugh. Um, well, this qualifier match is followed by another qualifier match this time between Naomi, my fave, and Alba Fire. Kind of a interesting choice, like Alba Fire is like we'll quick separate you from your tag team, no big deal. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and you could tell that like Isla was not at all ready to compete because she came in her homecoming outfit. Mm-hmm. She was like, you know, I'm going to look nice to support my tag team partner. It's sweet. It's very loving. I thought this was a fun match. I feel like there were some awkward moments, but I felt really happy to see Naomi back in the ring. Um, she has this really fun leg spike thing she does. I can't remember what it looks like now, but at the time it was cool. And uh, she makes Alba tap out, which I loved. I also loved it. Uh, and I like Alba. She's great. But Naomi yeah. just looks like she's having a great time. She's happy to be back. The fans love her. I think it's wonderful. I know. I and I have it. her t-shirt. So I love you, Naomi. Yeah. You can be on the show anytime you want. Permanent friend of the show. She's amazing. Uh, what happens after this? Well, we do find out that Braun Breaker is now part of SmackDown. He has signed the contract. Like, People seem excited. What? I mean, he's he's great. I really enjoy him in NXT, but I'm a little worried about what this means for the NXT tag champs, the Wolf Dogs, of which he is 50%. The Wolf Dogs? Yeah, it's him and Baron Corbin, and uh, Braun came up with it. <laughs> And Baron Corbin doesn't like it. It's great. It's so great. I think I remember you mentioning that now. That's amazing. Um, I don't know. Poor Baron Corbin. They're just like, whatever, dude. You'll find your place somewhere. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'll just be like, cool, you're on SmackDown. Now go back to NXT for a while. Like, they love to trade people (laughs) around. They love to bring people up and have no plan for what they're going to do with them. Like, who knows? It's a mixed bag. It's like when you're a kid and you insist that you have to take 
all of your toys out of the toy box. Mm-hmm. But you're only going to play with like three of them. Yeah, but you might need them, so you want them ready to hand. Mm-hmm. Well, Abigail, the bloodline is in Salt Lake City. <sighs> yes. Yes, yes, they are. They sure are. Um, Roman starts this segment out, out in the ring, right? And the crowd is chanting Cody, and he's like, people of Salt Lake City are dumb. It's like kind of standard heel stuff. He mentions that the rock is a member of the bloodline now, which of Mm -hmm. course summons the rock. And I have to say this segment was so incredibly stupid and boring at the same time. Um, I am, I am happy to hear you say that. Um, because I really started second guessing myself during this segment. Um, when I started watching wrestling, the rock was like, absolutely my favorite wrestler i loved Mm -hmm. him like i thought he was great and i watched this and i was like has the rock lost a step has wrestling changed a lot since the early 2000s am i getting older or is it just like a a big mixed bag of these things and I, i yeah i think it is i feel like the stuff that he was saying like calling people fatty like the dumb heel stuff that like it felt so those insults felt so out of time like it really felt like okay dude that's like late 90s early 2000s stuff like come up with better material that was the weird thing to me to be like oh fatty you know calling a dude bitch is the worst thing you can possibly call him threatening to slap the herpes off someone's lips it's like this is this is not funny like I mean, maybe some of this material could be funny if you delivered it differently, but I struggled. Like, maybe if I was 12, this would be really funny. I don't know. I know that I can um, sometimes talk too much, but my God, he talked for so long. It felt... So I have often said that having Los Angeles Knight do a longer promo feels like he's like running through a rock promo, but I was like, oh, this is like a bad LA Knight promo. Yeah. At least he's faster about it. Well, and he's funnier. He's more clever. Like the style is similar, but oh my gosh. I. It was rough. I also have two really big points of contention with this okay. promo. So one... The Rock starts complaining about, like, people tweeting on the toilet. Dwayne, I don't know what to tell you. Everybody looks at their phone on the toilet. That is, like, what your phone is for. Okay? Yeah. We all do yeah. it. Yep. Um, also, he starts telling this story about the 49ers and then, like, Michael Jordan and the Utah Jazz and how, like... Yeah. The Utah Jazz are like real men, unlike Cody, because they took their beating from Michael Jordan and then got up and worked their asses off to get another shot at the championship. And I'm like, but that's what Mm -hmm. happened Mm -hmm. here, too. This is the same story. These aren't different stories. I don't. I didn't Uh, learn a lot about sports. (laughs) (laughs) It was just I just. Like, stop letting him talk. I, the fact that they're just still insisting on this. And the thing that mystifies me is like, people are still dying to see The Rock wrestle. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I wasn't watching wrestling when The Rock was big. So, like, I don't have the nostalgia thing that lots of people do. Sure. And that is a thing. I get it. Yes. Absolutely. But, like, I feel like they're just really trying to shoehorn him in somewhere and it feels weird. And like, I don't know what they're going to do with them. I don't know at whose expense it's going to be. So I I feel like right now, my feeling is that it's, I mean, Cody is coming through this really well, right? The people have sort of solidified around him. That's great. I'm glad that that's happening, but it feels like Roman is just getting lost and everything mm-hmm. that's happening like he might as well not be here and it's like i thought he was your top heel and also like your top guy what are you doing why are you burying him he's like the middle child at the moment nobody gives a shit right he's like, jan he brady may or may, 
Oh, no, he is Jan Brady. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Rocky, you... Rocky, Rocky. <laughs> he has a boyfriend that goes to another school named George Glass. <laughs> George Glass. Oh, George Glass. <laughs> you, do a, you do a really good Jan. It's really good. Thank you. Um. So, yeah, I, I'm just going to be glad when this is over. Before we leave it. Have yeah. you seen any of the conspiracy theories about this segment? Uh, no, but please share. They're so dumb and I love them. So <laughs> you have to like watch it with the eye of a detective. So Wait, at one point. Do any of them involve Taylor Swift? Yeah, no, no, they okay. don't, which is a real okay. bummer. It'd be great if they did. <laughs> okay, just checking because they seem to want to insert her everywhere. Oh, God. I mean like taylor swift the rock is obviously a democratic psyop and run by the cia <laughs> so at one point the rock is like saying i'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure you walk out of wrestlemania a loser mm -hmm. but the way they're positioned and the way he's pointing it kind of looks like he's pointing at roman oh man is he gonna is he a double agent and then at another point, um, he's like pointing at Roman and saying their story is just beginning. So is it like because he's going to have this whole thing with Roman after WrestleMania? And at the I'm end, sure when they is. put up the acknowledgement fingers, The Rock does an L, which I attributed yeah. to him not actually watching wrestling and knowing what they do at the end I, of a promo. I but as we all mean? know it's the loser yeah but it was i think this is far-fetched yeah. but i, I love it so much though because it's as unhinged as like every fucking fan fiction thing i read like yes! the gymnastics that we go through to make these relationships happen on paper yes please like please keep bringing these insane theories because i'm not creative enough to come up with them by the time we got through raw this week i was like we are living in a fan fiction world and i don't hate it i know it's pretty amazing like i can't believe i'm saying this but let dad cook let him yeah. cook he's a lunatic yeah. <laughs> i just like the level of belief i have that somebody over there is listening to us like <laughs> delusional and i don't care i'm gonna sit okay. in my delulu Here's here's how we can prove it. I read an article, multiple articles, that multiple people wrote The Rock's promo. Multiple people worked on that. So okay. if anyone on the creative team is listening, slip that into somebody's promo on Friday. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge okay. us. Okay. <laughs> we'll send you a sticker. <laughs> and a business card. We have stickers. Um, okay, well, are you ready to get raw? I've never been more ready. Let's do it. All right, well, raw opens with our favorite Jay Uso sassing around backstage. He's looking Such excited. An angel, oh, man. He's looking ready. But mm -hmm. we also get to see Jamiroquai has resurfaced with the judgment day. And I was just really surprised. Like, could you believe that Jamiroquai's back? It was some virtual insanity. What the fuck was that hat, Finn Balor? What the fuck was that hat? It's like, are you cosplaying as an incel? I don't, it I don't understand what's happening. So bizarre. I love him so much, but I don't understand. You thought Jamiroquai too, right? Like, instantly having yeah. survived the nineties, yeah, instantly. Yeah. Oh my god, oh, that was he amazing. shouldn't be allowed to dress himself. I'm sorry. I cackled so loudly when I saw that, and I was like still not feeling great but i was like this is really making everything better it's pretty delightful <sighs> well what makes things even better is that next we get to see drew aka dm hunk versus cody now i noticed this um drew has not had angela the sword lately i made a note about this i was like thinking to myself i think they took his sword away and i i like also think that's kind of a good idea given how he's been acting out of pocket lately like well, he doesn't and, need a sword <laughs> well and spouse was like 
do you think it's when he turned heel they like took the sword away i was like i don't even know i'm not gonna go back that far and research it but like maybe because like like i tried to think back like when's the last time i saw it and i cannot remember i can't angela has been absent for quite some time at this moment in this match um one of the greatest lines ever is muttered by pat mcafee i don't know if you caught it but pat mcafee is one of us for sure um he says i can't even get through it because i'm like he goes from almost kissing cody to breaking his sternum i'm like yes pat that's fan fiction that's that's what women want we don't want candy we don't want jewelry we certainly don't want teddy bears we want sternum breaking lust exactly i couldn't believe when he said it i was like pat you say every single fucking thing that comes in your head like i'm saying less of the zero percent body fat worship more of the almost kissing stuff let's do it i think pat is like pure id but it is literally the id of a golden retriever so it is all completely harmless for the most part (laughs) that man is something else um so after about three hours of brutal wrestling it was brutal (laughs) it was really brutal big jim uso comes out to interfere (laughs) jim's his way out there (laughs) my favorite part of this whole thing like this whole segment was gold but my favorite part of this whole thing i love it so much solo leaving jimmy hanging for just like two minutes on the ramp while he's trying to get a high five it is amazing like it's amazing like i don't know if they planned that i don't know if solo was just like so in his zone of being solo that he like really didn't notice but like that jim just left it out there like he's a genius it's so good no one has any respect or use for big jim at (laughs) all like the only people who ever liked him were his brother Jay and Sami Zayn, and he has burned bridges with both of them, and now it's a lonely life. Oh God, I was just, I was dying. It was so amazing. And he's just like, (laughs) he didn't even look sad about it. Like he was just like, any second now it's gonna happen. Any second now he's gonna grab my hand. I feel like, (sighs) I feel like, like any time you've ever felt sort of like embarrassed by like something you did that you just keep replaying it in your head about the other person must be thinking about it. That's oh, Jim Uso's state of being. <laughs> He's always thinking about the time he waved at someone and then realized he didn't actually know them. Oh my God. I also, it was so good. During this match, I was like, oh my gosh, we're kind of going back to like, that time where everyone is like, I'm going to mess with you. I'm going to mess with you. And I realized that we finally have an answer to the busybody boys squad. Mm. It's like the bad guy version of that. That's true. You're right. And it's the menacing men's meddling meetup. Oh, wow. I'm never going to remember all that, but that's amazing. Me- I workshopped menacing that. men's meddling meetup. I workshopped it. So don't worry. It's coming back. That's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Um, where does Drew fit in that? Is he? I feel like he rides He's the line meddler. between both of them. Is he meddling? I mean, okay. I feel like he is—he is a real leading opponent of the Busybody Boy Squad. He hates it. That's true, but he is a busybody himself, so I guess he is a meddler. Yeah, you're right. That's that's it. They're like the the that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, Drew wins that match. He does through chicanery and evil. Yeah, it's. It's hardcore. Cody gets spiked real hard in the in the throat. We'll see him oh, later um, with Adam Pierce and a medic, and he's like, "Fine, leave me alone." <laughs> and his boy Seth is there, looking bougie AF, and he just kind of pats his knee and walks away. What do you make of that? He's not much of a shield, is he? He said he was going to be Cody's yeah. shield. I don't know when he imagined that starting, but clearly not before Elimination Chamber. <laughs> was Cody supposed to accept in writing or something? Maybe, like, you know, Seth needs Cody to also be emotionally vulnerable with him, which seems like it should be easy to achieve because he could be emotionally vulnerable with a post. Yeah, absolutely. That man I don't know. knows how to turn on the vulnerability. Yeah, it just seemed kind of, like, strange to me. 
I don't know. I, I wonder if what you're supposed to take away is like, Seth is like, see, I told you, you can't do it by yourself. That's what I was it's thinking. It's just going like, to get harder. Really <laughs> but Seth, lest we forget, Seth is kind of a dick. Yeah, he is. Nobody can be mean to me right now, though, because my knee hurts. I've got a boo-boo, so you need to be kind. Kind. Um, Well, let's jump ahead a bit to a very fun um, last chance battle royal for the remaining, I believe it was the remaining, Elimination Chamber slot for the ladies' Elimination Chamber match. Um, Yes. Everybody and their grandmothers in this. I'm not going to name everybody, but it does kind of start out with Zoe, Shayna, Raquel, Zelina, Natalia. We see Valhalla, Maxine, Raquel, out like everybody's in there. Mm-hmm. Raquel comes out and just like is decimating people. Like it's great to see her back. I feel so like happy. she was gone for a really long time. I feel like when people are out, it's just like they go into this weird void of time and I have no sense of how long they're gone. Like, you know, like Liv was gone for like six months. It seemed Mm -hmm. like longer to me. I don't know. It could have been three weeks. It could have been three years. I'm never entirely certain. No, no, there's no meaning. Um, there was one point where Alba and Isla were doing something and Pat asks, is that spells? <laughs> Pat is, and I think quite sensibly, fascinated and terrified in equal measure by magical women. Is that spells? Is that spells? He doesn't know. He's asking questions like a good journalist does. If we had the capacity to sell t-shirts, I would make that t-shirt. Is that spells? If we had Like a capacity- golden retriever. Yes! Tilted head, word bubble above it. Is that spell? <laughs> if we could each name our highest priority to come on the show, I swear to God, minus Pat McAfee, because no one would be a better sport. No one would yes, take sir. it more seriously, and no one would be funnier. He really would. That would be a lot of fun. Bless him. Well, there's lots of... Uh... Lots of eliminations, as it were, mm-hmm. um, in the lead up to the elimination chamber. Um, ultimately, uh, it came down to at one point, um, Zoe and Shayna and Ivy and Meechin and Raquel was still there. Yes. And I really thought, I think at one point it got down to like Zoe, Shayna, and Raquel. It was like those three. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's going to be Zoe. They're going to, it's going to be Zoe because Raquel just got back. They're not going to put Raquel in and Shayna's Shayna. So, you know. Yeah. Um, Raquel wins. Did that surprise you? It surprised me. I don't think it surprised me as much as it did you, but I thought it could go either. I'm like, when I saw her, my first reaction was like, oh, it's Raquel. Then I was like, well, she just got back. She's not involved in anything that's been happening. But then, like, right. you know, I did write down everyone who was in this battle royal. I and, like, I came up with Zelina Vega and Electra Lopez are involved in a feud of sorts. Yep. And I guess you could say Maxine and Valhalla are as well, tangentially. Yeah. And there's literally no one else on this list who really has any kind of generously you could say katana and caden were recently tag champs and caden wasn't even in it it was just katana oh it was just katana you're right yeah which was weird so like yeah i like yeah when i look at it that way it doesn't surprise me because anybody could have won it doesn't make a difference i thought maybe because they're in australia they would put indy hartwell in there that would have been fun. I really like Indy and they don't do anything with her. They don't do anything with her. And they like to do, you know, hometown heroes, that kind of thing, right? When they go somewhere. And like mm-hmm. Elimination Chamber is like high stakes, but low stakes, right? Because right. it's not a one-on-one match. It doesn't have to be a big deal. And like, so I was really shocked when they threw her out, honestly. I was like, was that supposed to happen? But apparently it was. Um, like you, I was like surprised that Raquel won, but I was also just like, yeah, I get it. Like when she came out, I was like, yeah, okay. Um, so 
we'll talk more about that uh, match as we when we get to our predictiones. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, Chelsea Green thought she had a good moment there. She'd been hiding for most of the match and lost immediately. So that was fun. Oh, Chelsea, honey. After this, we see Jay hyping himself up backstage, doing a little promoing. He's excited for his match. But at something this very... point... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, at this point, were you like, Jay, are you not aware that your accursed siblings are backstage? Like, you're just, like, doing your thing and live your best life. Like, do 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 It's like, Jay? Jay! He was, he's a little high on his own supply. I think he was really excited that he's like, I'm going to win this. Look, if I were Bayou, so I'd be completely obsessed with myself. So I absolutely get it. But <laughs> also, get it together, Jay. Yeah, I think he was feeling a little untouchable. Mm. That works out really well later. <laughs> um, uh, highlight of the night, we have an expose with our truth and his role in the Judgment Day with Jackie. <laughs> the best. It was. This was so amazing. Um, like there was so much he was saying, I couldn't keep track of everything because it was just like amazing but like um i uh he said he knew how genuine felt when he wrote my pony and i was like what does this have to do with the judgment day like i loved it so much i was like what am i missing it was beautiful do you have any highlights you want to share okay he said his first meeting with the judgment day was special like the first time john cena tried on a pair of jean shorts (laughs) he said uh this was my favorite he said that he has new friends dx and they're gonna show the judgment day that they can't be silenced and that they can't keep nick mysterio locked away with no access to facebook and it was at that moment that i completely lost it it's unbelievable i don't Jackie's a pillar. I don't know how she got through this. It must have been a million takes because it was great. It was beautiful. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you, our truth, for all you do. Like the poncho, the weird 1980s news story segment framing kind of with it. Like, what the hell? He's beautiful. Good job, our truth. Amazing gift. We go from our truth to some UFC dude. Mm. Michael Chandler. Um, yeah, which I mean, I know we're going to see UFC dudes, right? Like, I get it. Um, the, uh, the thing that bummed me out about this is he called out Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is like a piece of shit. And like, yeah. I'm just like really tired of pieces of shit getting like airtime. I think that's fair. It's a pretty piece of shit heavy TV roster sometimes. especially when it's sexual assault right like he's not just a dickhead right like it's not just that it's not just like he's an asshole or hard to work out here hurting people yeah it's like come on i i I can think of about a million billion people that we could be platforming before conor mcgregor even tangentially side note that motherfucker is in the new roadhouse movie he is he's the bad guy yeah which is goofy, like, but I mean, that's all going to be goofy. <laughs> it, it's so weird. Everything about it is so weird. Post Malone is also in it. <laughs> oh, is he like his buddy? Is he going to be like the confidant? Is he the Sam I don't, Elliott? I don't know. I mean, I was kind of assuming he might be the musician at uh, the Double Deuce. Oh, okay. Like, the, I don't uh, remember that guy's name. Jeff? Jeff? Shit, Jeff something. Jeff Healy? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Healy? Yes, Jeff Healy. Jeff Healy band. Yeah. He had like that one song that I loved when I was a little kid. <laughs> and, I mean, his work in Roadhouse is exemplary. So It is. He, he's a great voice. <laughs> so, during this UFC man segment, like some of Pat's responses to things were really weird and delightful. Oh, I missed him. Like, when he starts talking, Pat is just sort of bitchily like, okay. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Are you back-talking the <laughs> UFC man? He can't hear you. And then at one oh point, when he's done, Pat is like, 
so Connor McGregor has three yachts and Michael Chandler took his shirt off. And I was like, thank you for that invaluable recap, Pat. That was oh very helpful. That Michael Chandler kid looked like a baby. <sighs> when he first Wait. came on the screen, I was like, who's this 16-year-old? Are you thinking of the boxer that they also showed? Oh, yes, did not I am. To me, but there yeah, was a there boxer. Were a of... I forgot about the boxer, too. There was a lot of random men. <laughs> they really were. And like two of them looked like they had to report for eighth grade in the morning. It was nuts. Yes. It was a school night. It was too late for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, hopping ahead, we have Our Truth Again, which is wonderful, and The Miz, and DIY. What a cast of stars against the Judgment Day. I don't have a ton to say about this match, except that like... I love DIY so much and I really need them to like not get buried. I need them. Like, I feel like there's enough crowd push behind them that like something good's going to happen. Um, I wish again that it was them in the tag team title match uh, at Elimination Chamber instead of British Strong Style dudes. Um, but I just, ah, they're so good. It was just such a fun match. I also sincerely wish that um and it seems like they're having a really good time like they're loving portraying dx and they're putting on incredible (laughs) matches so like just let them go all the way dad stop being a cock walking son of a bitch and let us get seriously they're just really good wrestlers and they're really fun to watch and like people love them yes maybe it'll be like um like with New Day a little bit, right? Like people fucking mm-hmm. love New Day. And I think that was a big part of why they got as far as they did because obviously they're amazing and brilliant and like great wrestlers, but like people love them. Right. People wanted more of them. Yeah. Which helps. Well, let's go to a little bit more of a somber moment of the evening. We have Jackie talking with Sammy. Yes. Sammy's still in this like moody sort of place. Um, he doesn't want to think about Drew right now because he tends to fixate. He doesn't want to get stuck. So and relatable. He just believes that there's a path for him to WrestleMania. He believes that he will be a champion. And I like I don't know what to make of this. Do you have theories? I do, and I hate it. And it's really far out there, so I'm sure it's not going to happen. Let's hear it. Well, when was the last time that that Sammy was in real close proximity to championshipness? When he was in the bloodline. What if what if Sammy like goes back? Because wouldn't an excellent way to prove himself to the bloodline would be to help Roman win at WrestleMania? <sighs> I hate it, and I don't think it'll happen. But it's all I could think of. So my thought was like somehow at WrestleMania he's going to get a match for the IC title. That would be that would be great. Yeah. I'm mad that it wouldn't be Jay, but that would be great yeah. to support that. I thought about that too. Um or they would somehow make it a match between those two at WrestleMania, which would be a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but I I said this before, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, like it just feels like like there's a heel turn a coming and I, <laughs> I don't like it. it. It feels like if he was your friend, you'd be asking him if he was okay. And you mm-hmm. might ask like another mutual friend, like, do you think Sammy's okay? Is he hanging out with AJ? Cause they both seem really moody and weird. Like, have you noticed that he is also skipping youth group and listening to man in the box a lot alone in a dark room? Are they smoking cigarettes? Do you think that the devil's lettuce has entered their lives? Are they vaping? I think they're both vaping. And what they need to do is be vaping the word of the Lord. (laughs) They really should be. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we'll see. And we're keeping our eyes out for that one. Um, so I want to jump ahead a, a little bit more. We see Gunther doing a promo um, about how he's going to destroy Jay's life. And I really thought his like school picture background was a really interesting choice for where he was going to do this promo. It was like 
just like a chain link fence just hanging out by a chain link fence and i was like is this a 1993 yeah. music video gunther what are you doing he's edgy and he writes songs that like come from his heart he is also smoking cigarettes and listening to alice in chains absolutely there's a real problem with these dudes uh either they are in opposing busybody <laughs> squads or they spend all their time vaping and listening to alice in chains and neither is any good uh we'll talk about this match more later but i was very excited for that match um yes anyway we'll get to that first we have to talk about shinsuke nakamura and another bonkers promo <laughs> um <laughs> I just love him. He's now turned his sights on Sami Zayn. So maybe he and Sami will have a WrestleMania match, which would be great because, I mean, I'm sure it would be awesome, but, like, neither of them has a title, so IDK. I mean, not every match at WrestleMania is going to be a title match. That's true. It would be super fun. I would love to see them build something up. I would love to see, like, maybe if Sammy's going to have to go heel, what if, like, this experience with Shinsuke just, like, corrupts him in some way? Ooh, you know like it's too much for him and he cracks that'd be great um i like the line the contender is a pretender <laughs> whoever was like why don't we just let shinsuke talk a lot just in the language he's comfortable in is a genius these are yeah. so much fun yeah it really is he's great I like to imagine nobody's writing for him. He's just like, I'm just going to talk and it's going to be great. Do my thing. I know what I'm doing. Um, I want to talk about just a little bit about the Chad versus Ivar match mm. simply because I want to give a nod to them because it was a great match. Absolutely. Um, and I noticed something. So Ivar, so Chad seems to have new ring gear. Mm. Ivar has changed his little booty shorts to brown. He has brown accents now. Um, have you noticed the little video game ratings in the corner on the screen? How do you feel yes, about those? Yes, I hate it. I hate it. It's so dumb. <laughs> I feel really like... Silly. So there was a moment on Raw where Michael Cole mentioned, he's like, you know, it's really contentious among fans. And I'm like, is it or do you want it to be? I was personally outraged, though, that like the ratings for these two dudes, Chad was an 80 <laughs> And Ivar 79. I was like, Chad's an 80? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, he's one of the best wrestlers on the roster. So it, it worked for me. I am contentioned. Like, if these were talent-based, Chad would be a 99. Seriously. And he only lost that one point because he's not very tall. I mean, otherwise, <laughs> this dude is out here leading the pack. I was just like, ugh. also, they're doing the dumb thing where this the LED screen goes like staticky if someone hits it. I'm like, please stop. It didn't work the first time. We're, we're, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's like, this is a trashy move and I don't like it. And it's silly. I just, I find these matches so frustrating and not because they're not great, because they, I mean, these two, like, I could watch yeah. them wrestle every week. Yes. But it's like, they come out. And they put on a classic and then we just kind of forget about it for a while and yeah, nobody like, cares no, not everybody can have a main event story but everybody can have a story exactly like a little one they're I not building know, like, anything they're so overlooked and they're so great i just don't it yeah me. they're immensely immensely talented and mm -hmm. it is a bummer and they just have these like guys keep circling each other it's like yes. You know, Ivar's just like, I'm going to go through all of Alpha Academy. Okay, what's what's next? <laughs> Why do you think the gods tasked Ivar with dismantling Alpha Academy? Like, imagine you're the Viking gods and you're like, you know what our top priority this week is? I know. Vanquishing Alpha, Alpha Academy. Academy. Like, this is, this is bad writing, Petey. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so great match just i don't understand what's going on weird framing uh speaking of i don't know what's going on they had a child bull rider on after this <laughs> who'd apparently been riding bulls since he was six and i'm like who's letting a six-year-old on a bull for fuck's sake like what is going on i mean i feel bad but when they said that i was like is he not six now that look at him little baby a little it's baby a little boy now, I have watched bull riding in my time. 
not ever been to an event, but like, why is that so funny? <laughs> uh, my dad really liked to watch it, so like, mm, okay. it, it wasn't Fox News, so thank fuck, I'm re- I'm happy to watch you know bull riding. Big but like, I just can't imagine like watching those bulls. Like, have you ever watched bull riding? I have actually been to a bull riding event in person. People get I, destroyed. <laughs> I like can't reveal the nature of it without severely doxing myself, which makes it sound okay. like I'm a bull rider and I'm not. <laughs> but um, it was real weird and extremely Eight seconds violent. is about you. And I am actually Luke Perry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I... I don't know. I get I get kind of happy when the bull wins. So not that I want anybody to die, but it's like those poor bulls. They don't need strings tied around their nuts. It's sad. I've always felt like violence isn't the answer, but if somebody hits you first, you can absolutely hit them back. And the bull is just hitting back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but like mm-hmm. leave the bull's nuts alone. Yeah. Easy peasy. Uh, Well, let's go from bull's nuts to... I was going to say D's nuts, but it doesn't really work. We have Jay versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship title. This was fucking brutal. This was so much. (laughs) Lord. Oh, my God. The amount of chops that man took. Gunther, stop hurting him. He is far too beautiful to be subjected to this. It was like, the thing about this match, okay, like, I really thought Jay could win. Like, I was like, okay, this is a great time. Let's do it. Jay's very hot. Like, everybody loves him. Time to give him a title. Yeah. The whole fucking match was basically him just getting his ass handed to him. That bothered me so much. I was like, you don't need to establish Gunther as a badass because... He might be the only person who's ranked as high as Chad Gable. (laughs) Like, dude is acknowledged, right? It's like trying to build the case that we need to do more to say Brock Lesnar is, like, a beast, right? No, we don't. We've done that. Yeah. And, like, this is Jay's come up. This is Jay's. Why? We've seen Jay wrestle and put on incredible matches and really, like, hold his own and dominate the ring. And now he's like, oh, God, don't hit me anymore. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, it was really weird. I, And, you know, of course, your fear and my fear is that, like, okay, he had his shot. Bye, Jay. Where does Jay go now? What does he do? And, I mean, do you have a theory? Do you have a theory? I was just going to say, also... Where the fuck were the busybody boy squad? Thank you. Thank you. Why can they not do shit for Jay? Now, I will Sammy say. Was there. Cody was there. I saw on Instagram that Cody did show up, but I think he might have been trying to teach Jay a lesson because he showed up way too late after Raw went off the air. <laughs> this is what happens when you're late, Jay. He's like, how did it feel? Did it feel? It didn't feel good, did it? No. Except he was real raspy because of that whole. <laughs> Hurts, doesn't it, Jay? <laughs> well, and I mean, he's still trying to figure out what he's expected to do with a chicken nugget. So he's been through a lot in the last couple really of weeks. A lot. Do you have a theory about this? Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to like jump to the end if you're not ready. But, you know, we can. Jim ruins everything. Yeah. Right. Jim ruins everything for Jay. And I wonder if they are building to Big Jim versus less Big Jay at WrestleMania. I could see that. Absolutely. Which I know from having heard them both talk about it in interviews, like they would love. Oh, it would be crazy. It would be nuts. And I would also love it. I am not against it. No, I'm not. In any way. But, like, ultimately, I need Jay to get a fucking title. That's not a tag team title. Yes. Yes. It is time, Dad. It is time. I don't think there is hardly anyone in WWE right now who is more beloved than Jey Uso. Like, dude is up there. He is... Mm -hmm. People get so excited. I mean, like, when Pat gets up on the desk and does a little Jay dance, he's all of us, you know? Mm -hmm. Jay is like Sammy 
last year. Like it's yeah. fever pitch. So dad, and look what we did with Sammy. Our prayer. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> okay. Um, anything else about Raw before we move on to our Elimination Chamber predicciones? I just really like how uncomfortable Gunther gets when Jay leads everybody in the, the little dance he and says he, he hates it. He's like a pissed off dad. He's just like, I'm going to turn the car around. Yeah. I love it. it. I bet secretly he wants to do it and he can't. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's got to like oh, hold his head really tight so he doesn't like <laughs> nod. I love it. <laughs> it's like Dean when he listens to Air Supply. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, are you ready to talk elimination chamber matches? Well, I mean, I've run the numbers, I've consulted with my data scientists, I've double checked the algorithms. Yeah, I'm absolutely ready. Okay. Well, I entered all the information into a computer. I made my picks. It spit it out for me. So here's oh. what we have. First up, men's match. We have Drew McIntyre. I almost said Randy Savage. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's another zombie match. It's a resurrection chamber. (laughs) Randy Horton, Los Angeles Knight, Kevin Owens, Logan Pooh, and Bobby Lashley, who everyone has fucking forgotten about. (laughs) He's still here. Poor Bobby. He's getting like no. It's so weird that he's in it. Like, I mean, no shade to Bobby because I love Bobby Lashley, but it's like, what like i don't it know like it just it doesn't fit in anywhere with any of the storylines it could have been anyone including the random cane silhouette that mm-hmm. they have as placeholders before they fill them in yeah anyone which is starting to look more like a um austin theory silhouette <laughs> it's I evolving don't like it. i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> um okay so who'd you choose to win this match um it's gotta be my man dm hunk that's who I picked. Yeah. All the way. He's going he's, to WrestleMania. Yeah, he's bound and determined to get to WrestleMania. So, and I can never pick Pooh ever. Never. Um, I can't abide that. Ellie Knight had his shot. Randy he is did. Randy. Randy will always get a shot somewhere because he's Randy. And, you know, Bobby's not going anywhere. Poor Bobby Lashley. No. Uh, women's match. We have Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton. God, for her her last name for some reason like never wants to be in my brain. <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez, Naomi, and Bianca Belair. Your thoughts? I feel like we have telegraphed Becky versus Mommy at WrestleMania so hard. I know that I can no longer imagine any other option, even though I would be thrilled to see any of these ladies give mommy a run for her money. I would too. I think you're absolutely right. I pick Naomi just because I love her. She will not win, but I picked her just because I love her too. Naomi, we love you. Good luck. I want to rush her into a title picture somewhere. I just think she's so great. She is great. Everything about her is great. I know. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't think she'll actually win, but I picked her because sometimes the heart wants what the heart wants. Uh, and then we only have two more matches unless there were some secret matches added that I didn't realize. I forgot to check on online. But I, I think checked two more. Okay. Nothing. Thank you. Uh, we have Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax um, for the women's championship title. It it has to be Rhea Ripley or I yeah. riot. Yeah, I I can't even entertain the notion that Nia Jax is going to win. I think this match is dumb. We've said it from the beginning. This match is dumb. It's a waste of our time. They are not going to hang WrestleMania like the premier women's match of WrestleMania on Nia Jax. Nope. And if they do, they deserve whatever criticism they get for that. Hmm. Yeah, I just I don't care about this match, and it makes me sad. Like. I hope Rhea beats her up real bad. That's fine. But I don't want Rhea getting fucking injured. It's been, you know, I feel like they've been doing everything they can to make it interesting, but Naya just cannot sell excitement. She can't, she cannot build excitement. Her wrestling doesn't do anything for me. Like, honestly, she seems like she must be a very nice person because a lot of people like her. 
mm-hmm. and she's beautiful. She probably is a very nice person. I'm sure she's a lot of lovely qualities, but in terms of a performer, there's just nothing there for me. No, she's very uninteresting, and I feel bad about that, but she doesn't have it. Uh, well, finally, we have the tagged, uh, men's tag team title match, uh, Judgment Day. So we have Finn and Damien versus our British Strong Style boys, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. I firmly believe Damien and Finn are taking it to WrestleMania. I do, too. I just do. I think they are a bigger show than Pete yeah. and Tyler. Yes, absolutely. Um the mystery still stands. Will Damien Priest ever cash in? Okay, look, he can't actually get the briefcase open and until he figures it out, he can't cash in. <laughs> Truth needs the password. So he can't get the briefcase open. Unfortunately, it's a biometric lock. So unless he has our truths <laughs> thumb in his hand, there's no way he can open it. So those are our predictions for the 2024 Elimination Chamber, which is taking place this coming Saturday in Perth, Australia. Um, 5 o'clock a.m. is when the wrestling actually starts East Coast time. I plan to get my ass out of bed and watch it. I'm excited. I love stupid shit like this. I am very excited as well. And I look, I, I told my husband I'd wait to watch it with him, but what he doesn't know won't hurt him. Um honey understand if you heard that there. no you didn't yes he does like i'm a sports journalist yeah. there's one thing that's not a match but that is happening at the elimination chamber mm-hmm. we're gonna have cody and seth appearing on the grayson waller effect so my assumption is the yeah. rock and roman are also getting involved here oh okay or that could some be. kind like i don't think they're just gonna play it straight like maybe it's jim and solo but who knows what it is but yeah. like I'm still very curious how Seth is supposed to go to WrestleMania. I'm still deeply, deeply curious. Like, was his knee not as bad as they said? Like, how is this going to work, buddy? I have a lot of questions. A lot, a lot of questions. Any final thoughts? I don't think so. I mean, you know, last week I wasn't, I always say, I don't think so. And then I'm like, here are my thoughts. Last week, I don't think I was feeling Elimination Chamber that much, but I am I am more excited mm-hmm. now, and I am ready to do this, and I am ready to keep moving towards WrestleMania. I'm excited, too. Well, this was Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast for everyone. Thank you so much for listening. You can find older episodes and I guess current episodes on our website wrestlingisforgirls.com and you can find us on the artist formerly known as Twitter X at WIF Girls Pod. Feel free to reach out to us. You can reach out to us through our website. You can tweet at us. We would love to hear from you. We're always very excited when you interact. So enjoy Elimination Chamber. May all of your chambers be eliminatory and may all of your favorite wrestlers win. I don't know how that's possible because I might have many favorite wrestlers in a single match, but you know what? In a perfect world, it could happen. 